Bye bye, Boomer. Growing old disgracefully. Hello, and welcome to Growing Old Disgracefully, where we discuss all manner of things related to getting older and what that feels like to us on a daily basis. Now, I'm going to be having a lot of people on that I've known for many years, and we're going to be having the conversations that we have in private, and we're going to have them in public. Because I think the things that we talk about are things that I hear people around me say all the time, although they don't want to say it out loud. And so that's what we want to do here. We want to have those kind of private conversations and see what you think. So my first guest is going to be Stuart May. He's someone I've known for many, many years. He's one of my dearest friends. And this is a conversation that we have more than anything else. So join us. Growing old disgracefully. I have, here's my very first guest, my dearest friend, Stuart May. Stuart and I have known each other since 1993, which is almost half my lifetime. And I just can't believe it's been that long. We have been through several lifetimes together. And, and we were in our 30s then, so. Actually, I think you were still in your 20s. I think I was in my I 30s. I was 29. Yeah, okay. So... That's going to let you know where we're, how old we are. We met um, working for Debbie Reynolds, but mostly what I want to talk about is this is the conversation that, that you and I have probably more than any other one is the <laughs> joys and <laughs> the joys and wonders of getting old and losing your youth and what that feels like. So tell me a little bit about how that process has been playing out for you over the years. Well, you know um, more than anyone, and thank you for inviting me, especially on your first show being about how to <laughs> age disgracefully. <laughs> Finally, a subject that I feel that I can speak to. Um, you know, really quickly for me, it's all about uh, body image equals acceptance, because when I was a kid, I was a fat kid, and I got made fun of a lot, and when I lost weight just through puberty or whatever... Uh, I found acceptance, so I kept that going well into my late 40s, and I'm 54 now. Yeah, 54. I, I, I think that I, I realized for myself, as a gay man, um, gay men and women have the same... Uh, our, our commerce tends to be the way we look a lot, especially in the entertainment industry, which is what both you and I were in. Just a lot of judgment, you know, I don't know if people really understand we would have to sometimes not when we worked at Debbie, because that would be shocking. Being a G-stringing at Wade, you know, weekly, that's that's just your contract. If you're five pounds over, you're put on notice. So you, when you start hearing that at the age of 20, and that goes up until you're 40-something, you're downhill. Oh, gosh. Sorry, people out there. <laughs> <laughs> but after 30, <laughs> after 30, unless you're Phyllis Diller or something, um, it's 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 a it's a rough road. So tell me, what what was the age where you specifically felt it? I felt I was getting old at twenty five. That's when I sort of felt it. Was there an age that you felt like, okay, wait a minute, this is things are going downhill? Um, physically, physically, no. I would say thirty, but it wasn't physical. It was more like time, time, the time I had left in on this earth, mm -hmm. um, because. You know, the 20s are a party and the, you know, the teens are a party. But once you're 30, it's like, whoa, what do you have to show for it? All of a sudden, people have houses and they have families. And, you know, at the time, I was doing disco medleys and things like that. So <laughs> <laughs> people are at home with their children and I'm singing, burn, baby, burn. 
Disco Inferno. But when I really felt it, honestly, it's quite recently, I would say I realized in the last three years that my body was betraying me by just doing its natural course of aging. I would say that I have an unhealthy relationship to my body, but I know that and I work on it. So, I mean, we've spoken about that quite a bit. I felt when I was 25, and, and I think I felt it because I noticed the jobs I was getting were changing. Like, when I first started out, I was I would looked, oh, I looked 17 or 18, and so I kind of got a lot of those young kids in high school or early college kids. Well, by the time I was 25, like, my face was leaning out, and I just didn't look that young anymore, and those, uh, those calls stopped coming. And um, I was informed that I needed to pump up, get yes. more muscular, or else I wasn't going to work. And that was 25. That was our generation, though, which is not the generation now, because everyone is very heroin chic now. It's, it's everyone in New York. I live on the East Coast. You live on the West Coast. The evil sides of both entertainment worlds. But people are just thin. I mean, I don't know how they... Well, I think I have an well, idea. I, they... I think we know <laughs> how th they do I it. Think, <laughs> I think it's called heroin chic for a reason. <laughs> um... <laughs> And I'm not going to say that I didn't, you know, toy around with, with, um, you know what? I, I would say 40s when I really, I wanted to, my body changed and I tried to make it into a more masculine form, into more of a, uh, not really bodybuilder, but a, a muscle, and in the gay community, they call it a muscle daddy. And I, I I'll be honest, I took, uh, things to help me grow that did not come from the earth <laughs> and, but that just shows you how willing i was for my health for that none of that mattered it, what mattered is the way i looked yeah and that's so i don't want to delve like Odell. well i mean where does that come from i mean for me as a kid it was it was it was so much about just a general acceptance so um i was bullied relentlessly okay i grew up in kentucky um and everything was normal, and my father got transferred to Northern California. So I went to school in the, in the fifth grade, and everything was normal. And then on Monday, I was at a new school in a new state, and all of a sudden, as kids can be to new kids, it was mid-school, and I had the three Fs called Fat Freckled Faggot. So the, <laughs> those were, those were, seriously, all of a sudden they had these names that, and I didn't, I didn't even, I figured, I knew what fat meant. Um, I knew what freckles meant. Uh, faggot, I knew wasn't good. Right. Excuse our listeners, your ears, but I'm speaking well, that's, to my truth. But that's what they called us. Back and so I had to do anything. And so I wouldn't listen to the music I liked. I wouldn't, you know, I tried to try, I tried to make myself malleable to what, and it worked. I totally, through wit, um, I wasn't a terribly handsome kid in even in high school, towards the end, I got more handsome. But what's weird is I created an, an almost like an illusion to where I, I did become attractive. I mean, and it felt like a lie because I knew that I was the fat freckled faggot. But now people saw me as a sexualized, which I did sexualize myself. And um, uh, 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 gratification whether it be dating um 
really kind of was the way I validated myself, but that was about the way I look. It had nothing to do with what was inside of me. Mm. So did you ever feel attractive or do you always, do you feel attractive in hindsight or what did it feel like then? Well, I mean, I'll see pictures and I'm like, holy crap. I mean, I'm, I was good looking. I mean, I don't mean to be. No, you were, you were incredibly good looking. So, um, and I, and I, I didn't believe it. I mean, I believed it, but I didn't believe it. I had a, I had a sense of false, is it bravado? Yeah. 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 Um, that I had to carry. I think that I was more arrogant out of fear that someone was going to catch me. Like I remember one time I wore, um, I had a self tan before I went to a pool party and it all came off in the pool. And that's kind of, <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about my physicality. It's, it's an illusion. I felt like it was a, like, like a shield almost against the world. Absolutely. That's, you know, um, well, we, I think we both had a sense of, well, I mean, no, I mean, I think we, we were, we, we were arrogant and we weren't very inclusive to other people because, um, well, I'll just speak for me. I won't speak for you. Um, I wasn't as inclusive because I didn't want people to find out at a very small friend circle. Right. I was, I, both well, well, we both, I mean, that was, you know, um, <laughs> you, and yeah. then, no, 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 I, I think that was, uh, uh, that's what brought our friendship together. Cause we were not, we were not friendly in the beginning. Well, we, I mean, we weren't because you were younger and much prettier than I was. And I, I saw that it's like, I saw it as one more evidence of my getting older was like, oh, I'm not the youngest one in this group anymore. And he's much more handsome. And it wasn't until a few years later that I realized what a great person he's a mess. you were. Huh? No, <laughs> you, you, were, you were a great person. I mean, we were, t- you know, our friend Alan was a sickly and you went to feed him in the hospital. And you spent a lot, and I was uh, so impressed with that. So, um, but, I, I, but, but the- I think it was one of those things though. I think uh, because I was so completely uh, insecure about, about what I actually looked like. I just always saw people as threats or competition it just was. And it's this strange dichotomy of thinking I'm better looking than them. But am I? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just this weird, which which kept me from from being really comfortable in groups. And I mean, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna be real, because that's what we're here for. I I don't like. I don't. I don't mind my aging mind. I don't. I don't mind. I actually prefer this stage of my life. I'm far more secure and have healthy relationships and think things through. But I am, and like no one really knows this. I mean, I just went through a great deal. <laughs> saying I worked well on it. I just went through a great deal of plastic surgery, uh, body plastic surgery. And I didn't really understand that plastic surgery, especially the, in, the amount that I had to my body, was really traumatic to my body. It's no different than having uh, your, your heart worked on you know they're in there and they're they're moving around and there was um a slight difficulty that's since resolved itself but it's not done i'm not done clearly i have to you know growing old gracefully is a lie to me i think that there's a mental grace that can come with age you know it's like if i was an engineer or or any other thing I, i was trained to look a certain way and when i i don't have control over that but that's very deep um but when i didn't have control over that I fixed it 
Yeah. Of course, I've been wearing a binder for two months and changing well. bandages, but, you know, it's kind of fixed. Would you do it over again? Would I do it over again? Um, I I wouldn't have as much done. I didn't pay as much attention to what was going to be done. I, I didn't understand the aftermath because people don't really talk about that with plastic surgery, that it's surgery. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's complete surgery. Well, no, and I want to thank you for being honest. Like, these are the things we talk about in private, and, and they're, I know it feels a little uncomfortable to, to say them when you think other people are going to hear them, but I think a lot of people, uh, certainly pe- people in my circle, feel the exact same way. They may not be able to come out and say it, but they're thinking it, and they're doing a lot of the same things. And I've got to be honest, I, I'm mentally healthier than I've ever been. The The surgery... It really, honestly, it just happened by chance. I, I thought, well, I'll get a little liposuction because I, like like all men, I'm speaking to the gay community because that's I'm a gay man. And uh, a certain look, m- men didn't live to be our age previously. Mm. Uh, I'm 54 um, because by the time people were coming into being a little more accepting of gay people, which we still have a long way to go, um, the AIDS epidemic came. And where was I with that? You were talking about the um, the aesthetic of... Oh, so the, so the aesthetic of the gay man our age didn't exist. It, you know, it, it was straight people. So m- there tend to be these groups of, of gay men that are my age and a little above that were on a mix of medicines that changed their bodies, not necessarily for the better. And so to counteract that, they started taking massive amounts of steroids. It gives... If you're not in the gay community, you probably don't notice it, but it's this unrealistic, uh, very muscular, but very veiny, very thin skin. Um, It's just a certain look, and it it became kind of like the look that was sought after because it looked like muscles. It looked looked like big and beefy. By the grace of God, um, I'm HIV negative. I mean, trust me, Pete knows me from the day. What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) I have... we both said that I have very, very, very strong angels that, that kept me out of that. So, so it kind of now, at the age I am now, when we travel and there's other gay men, I look kind of, I don't look as good because I'm not on the steroids, I'm not, you know. So the surgery came into play. I'm not going to lie, I would totally have it done again. But I, okay. would, I would know. I would know what was going to happen. Absolutely. Now, um, I remember back in the 90s, because we were both HIV negative, but I remember being envious of those guys yes because they, because because we they were, were like we super were, muscular even though they had hiv and it was like oh my gosh they wow they look amazing they look they look amazing and they hang out in groups and they would be a little like i, I you know i didn't i'm not really one into i mean i guess i was but uh, wild themes and parties and i've never been to a white party the social things that go along with all that i don't really participate in because i don't feel comfortable now i'm now when you know, a few years back, I just didn't feel comfortable because that's just not my life anymore. You age, you, you age out. And I know many men, I bartended for a while and many men don't age out. And there's a Peter Pan syndrome and they think that it's always going to get better. Some other guy's going to come better. That's hotter. That's, you know, and I never looked for that in a partner. I, I looked for companionship. That's good companionship. Um, I mean, that didn't mean I didn't have my trashy years, because Lord knows I did. 
if anyone hears this, he'll be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but I'm just tired now. I think it's part of the growing old. I don't think you did anything. I think you're your journey was a lot milder than some of the people I knew. I, you know, I went to the couple of white parties in my twenties, but I thought they were ridiculous. I knew you needed drugs to be, to have a really good time. And I didn't do drugs at that time, but certainly I started working for someone doing their promo stuff. And I went to a lot of those parties and I just remember thinking that it was, it felt surreal because it wasn't my vibe. And it makes, made me sad. Those kind of situations made me feel badly for people because I'd already done all that. And I'd done it. So I knew that I was sad at the time. And I was not completely clean um, of some of the substances. And, you know, you're not in your right mind. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having fun and things like that. But when you get to a certain age, I think that it can be very detrimental to you mentally. Because after 30, I would say when I when I knew there was no turning back from my body betraying me, like death becomes her, um, I, I'd say 40 I, I think for me it was 40, yeah, my early 40s is when I sort of realized it was, I mean, things were changing. I mean, I remember, I always, I think everyone has their, um, oh, my hairline's receding, which mine is, which is fine. I, that's never bothered me. But I think everyone has certain things that they don't like about aging physically. And I don't know, I think it's different for everybody. Yeah, I remember thinking at the time, like, being at some of those parties, working at the extraordinary amount of dysfunction that was going on. Like you saw 50, 60-year-olds, perfect vascular, you knew it You knew it took vast amounts of drugs for that to happen. And although I, I have gone down that pathway, I'm not going to, I will talk about it at some point. I, that was never, I never took massive amounts of those things. And and frankly, I, I, no. I just, uh, I knew at a certain point it was unhealthy. I just didn't like the way my body looked. It just, it didn't look like it was me. I also think my vanity saved me from using more substances than I had at the time because I saw what it was doing to people. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I remember looking at, there was a website called Faces of Meth, um, which was something that I I played with very little. There was another, well, you know, more traditional <laughs> Scarface <laughs> substance that I <laughs> played with. Um but I saw, but I would go on to see how horrible the people look, just so I would not go down that road. And um, it's a really hard thing. I I don't like physically growing older, my body, but mentally I'm in a, I, I'm happy. Does no, that makes sense. I I, don't I, know. I agree with you. I think that um, I feel more centered than I did when in my twenties. I thought I was just batshit crazy, and even in my thirties, I thought I was yeah, just crazy. We were. We were trying to control everything and everyone and. See, you're better looking, you're, you've always been good looking, but you're, I think you struggle with the fact that you're even kind of almost, you've grown into a more handsome look that's just as attractive as, it, as you were when you were younger. It's just different. And you're also much more cautious with sharing information than I am because you, you look like you could be 38 and no one would go, no, he's not. I mean, you're right. I've been genetically really fortunate, but at the same time, I don't eat any carbs, basically. I mean, I mean, that's not, that's not really healthy. So, no, you, you, <laughs> I'm, I'm stepping in here a little bit. Um, we were working on some music uh, a couple years back and we would go to rehearsal at Pete's and, you know, instead of being offered a donut or, a bagel with a schmear. We were offered <laughs> fresh ground ginger juice with beet. Fresh ground ginger juice with beets. And, and it hurt to drink it. And 
And I'm not like that. I I, I eat, um, but I think that that's why uh, you've been very good though, and you also yes. have some some health yes. issues that that led to you changing your diet. Yes. My partner and I like to eat, and you you see it. Hence the plastic surgery. <laughs> I envy you being able to eat what you eat. I, Which is I really, really I eat what a basic guy would eat, but not a gay guy. And certainly not the gay guy that you knew. I mean, we would, at least I, I person, when we were working together, I would take a stack of ephedrine, which for for those of you that out there that don't know, it basically was a component of speed um, that, that, that they sold <laughs> But they the sold at 7-Eleven. So let's... <laughs> and they were, you know, they were not illegal. It was called mini thins, but... The, the, and then you would do a stack of that with a Excedrin because I had a caffeine and then a cup of coffee. And, and I was also being a makeup artist at the time. And I remember, I, I don't even know what those, their their makeup must have been, looked like I was doing like SOS or, 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 or you know, typing something because my hands were so jittery. Do you remember, you could only be on that stuff for about six weeks before your body just kind of crapped out and you needed a couple of weeks for to reset, and then you go right back on it again. But during that couple of weeks, you're always worried about regaining any weight because, like, your body, because if you weren't on it, like, your body would just start putting weight back on again. So it was like you were just waiting to get, oh, my God, that just sounds like a, it sounds like a drug addict, doesn't it? But we did, we, we we did that for years. <laughs> <laughs> but it was legal. It was legal. So, and we, so were, it, we were very thin. <laughs> very, very We were thin. very thin. <laughs> In fact, Pete was. Pete mentioned that we both worked at Debbie Reynolds. Um, he was. Uh, where, I was there for about five years. You were there longer, because you, because you hired me. You don't like saying sometimes. <laughs> um, I was there like off and on. I think I was there. I, I think it was seven or eight years. But there were a couple of years I didn't work for. But yeah, the last few years we worked and together. We, and, and I think that Pete and I had a silent contest going on. You know? Yes. Um, well, you were always thinner than I was. So, uh, but we had, remember well, the costumes we wore too. They were, they were very fitted and you couldn't, they were tragically fitted. you couldn't really gain much weight on them because they, because they just didn't look good. They were In very fact, many television fitted. shows and people out there, fathers will try to get into their military uniforms and their 25th, you know, for, for the military or something. And, Pete was lucky enough to grab our red spandex polyester I outfits, have them. little tux outfits from Debbie's shows, and he sent it to me. And I just, I've never had such trepidation about putting something on in my life because that's the thinnest I was then. And I got it on. I mean, you could see stuff, but I got it on. And you really got yours on well. Well, not completely. Um, oh. The zipper broke. <laughs> oh. It's just because it's old. No, it was, it was because 70s. it was because I was a lot thicker in the middle. <laughs> I was back then. I was like, I was like, oh yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, the mini thin period. You know, I don't do that. Um, no, you that just kind don't of stuff eat. anymore. I just don't eat. I don't eat, and I exercise. I've four had a piece a of weekend. blueberry cake, and then I had a sandwich for lunch. With some crunchy chips. And I <laughs> and I haven't eaten anything yet. I'm going to eat after Somewhere in the middle this. is where we're supposed to be. It's, if there was guidance for anyone out there. And I want to speak to anyone who's... who's uh, I mean, I almost wish we could do one for, for younger people because it's okay to have... Them. And we will. And the, and the truth is, I, I want to bring some, some women on as well because I, I, I don't think this is... Um, I think a lot of people struggle with exactly what we're talking about. 
And when I've when I've said it to people, I've gotten that when I've gotten honest, like I'll they won't say it to me like in front of a group of people, but I'll get phone calls like, oh, my God, I'm totally struggling with that, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do this. And I think that a lot of baby boomers are really struggling with that. Absolutely. You also live in Los Angeles where every billboard is, ha is how to look young and thin. Yeah. And I live in a beach town with, and several one around here is thin. And I live in New Jersey now where I, there's just pizza and stromboli and and. <laughs> <laughs> how many ways you can have dough and cheese so it's it's um i can't believe i said i had plastic surgery on your show i had liposuction i had my chin done i had my chin done if you remember because you told me i needed to have it done. no now you said is there anywhere else that i might consider well you had a little you had a little chin thing that didn't make sense it was, it was like baby fat it was never went away it, and and you've you've admitted that it changed everything oh it totally so. did like i look at my i look at the, i look at my chin now and i'm like thank god i did that <laughs> and that's that's how i feel about what i did to my body i i i'm not gonna really i have my eyes <laughs> We're making it sound like we haven't had anything done, and there's nothing else, there's nothing you could do to me except for transplant my face. Um, I'm just, I mean, to the normal person, average person out there, they're like, these are really, but I think it's so universal, and, and I have many straight friends who will come to me and say, how do you still look like that, and things like that. And what, I, I don't know about you, but when I see people that are my age that, you know they're lucky they haven't they their careers are are mental or you know they're 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 not based on their looks there's a little bit more re relaxed to them i would say myself especially men straight white men have it's you know they if you have money but you better have money because if you're a straight white man and you're overweight or something or missing all your teeth it's not going to go well i was at the beach about three weeks ago and I saw these guys and they just had, you know, big bellies and they had Weren't their shirts off and I, their, I just their, thought, wow. The I'm... strength that they had to do that? Yes, I was completely envious of that because I would never be able to do that unless I thought I looked picture perfect. Since you first knew me, which was 1993, did you ever, ever see me wear a pair of shorts until I was in my late 30s? No. I would never, because someone said I had chicken legs once. And you had great legs. We still do have great legs. You know, God, I think God gives something to everyone. You know, you've got very powerful legs and, and. Yeah, yeah but, you know, Stuart, but you have, well. you have great shoulders, you have a great <laughs> chest, you have an incredible face. No, I mean, <laughs> you, you did, you do. And I, and it's so, it's. And, and I also want to, for people that don't know, you're also one of the most talented people on stage I've ever worked with. Maybe as far as being on stage, besides Debbie, maybe the most talented. I mean, I think you're, you just have an incredible ability to be yourself. And I've always, really always envied that. I've never had that kind of comfort on stage. I can, I can talk, uh, I just don't have, I don't have what you have on stage and I've always really admired it. And I don't know why I don't know why I have it. Well, for people that don't know Stuart was a headliner on the strip for one of the a main showroom show and you were a comedian and I remember like I came to see your show a few times. That was the I last was so I quit I quit and then I got hired to host a long-running naked girly show at the casino and as a gay man and it was comedian and it wasn't singing and um I well, you know, we've talked about some 
substance abuse issues. I, I was first time I was really introduced to anything altering besides marijuana. And I took it and I knew I sh shouldn't have, but I, I didn't. It helped me because I was so afraid as a gay man to go out. It was, it was a, like the biggest test and nightmare because now I was a, a gay man, pretty clearly gay, um, going out in front of all those jocks that I went to high school with that want to see naked girlies. And now I'm... Well, she's all you ever want. She's the kind you want to flaunt and take it. Yeah, how's it going? You know, and I, yeah, I did rely on some of that stuff. But um, I got out of performing, and I think I, I think we both talked about it. I got out of it too early. Didn't, I don't think I, I, I needed to get out of it when I did. But I was so afraid of someone saying, you're too old for this. If someone had ever said, you're too old for this, I, it would, just, it would have destroyed me at the time. At, at the time, I, I didn't know where I fit in this the scheme of things. And um, yet we know people. We know people like Janice. By the way, I want to have Janice on the show too. I mean, talk about someone who has yeah. just kept frozen in time. Most beautiful estate. She looks as a, I moved to Las Vegas in 1988 to do a show, and she was in the show, and she's older than I am, and looks <laughs> amazing. And she looks. And she's really pretty much, I, I believe she's, it's all natural. She just looks, figures great. She knows what to do. And she kept in the game. Um, she stayed in the game. Yeah. She really loves to sing and I love to entertain. So it's a different thing. Singing is about how you sound and I have a good voice, but it's not without, it's, I wouldn't win on American Idol. I was on Star Search, <laughs> but I would not. I would not win on American Idol. Just I, everything's so different now. I think we pretty much kind of. <laughs> I think we've done the do here. <laughs> okay, let's see. We've talked about drugs and alcohol, liposuction, um, not accepting ourselves. But, but I, I will so, say this on the on the I flip do... side. I I am much more accepting of my abilities now than I used to be. I think because I didn't really value them. And now I kind of value them because I see them differently. Well, we both, at the same time, develop different careers. Um, and uh, and so I have to say, for both of us, um, well done. And and you have a talent for doing certain things that are not either behind camera or behind uh, any of this that really suits you. And it, what's nice is that you find joy in it. And I, I, I'm a makeup artist now, and, and I find joy in that. Is it performing? No, nothing will be performing. But I did go back and do a show two years ago. I did Mamma Mia for two months um, in a small little tour. And I would never want to go back and do a show again. I, I value my time. I just think that there's a time. There's a season, there's a time, and that time is past. Unless I want to do it for the fun of it. I don't want to do it for anything. Yeah, I would say I wouldn't want to go back and do another show again. What was it that Carrie Fisher always said about Debbie, her mom? Um, she had great heights to fall from. Yes, you're going to come down. So much of your career is based on physicality and looks, and there's just a greater height to fall from. It just feels, and yet, you know, I think that people will probably hear this and go, well, these are just a couple of assholes, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. And so many people feel it, and that's the whole purpose of this, is, is to to be real about it and and there's there's pluses and there's minuses 
And I think that the plus is that when you're younger, when I was younger, I didn't know how to deal with the minuses. I couldn't cope with the minuses, so I tried to fix the minuses. And now I know it's it's inside of me to change whatever I have to change because no yeah, one's going to really do it for me. I agree. And and that's a gift because <laughs> there's no way there's not go, not going up anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's just go, it's a downhill roll. The snowballs. I might have had some of my snow melted off, but um, the snowman is still rolling down the hill. Well, Stuart, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Um, I think it's been um, a great first episode. I want to have you do it again. And, and I hope for that people that hear this uh, know that we're doing it to help and not to not gloat. I hope people don't think that's what we're doing, because that's certainly not my intention. No, I think we're being I think we're being honest, which is something that is rare, rare. Um, you know, when I see these women on TV, on um, housewife shows, say they've not really had anything done, and they, I mean, they literally <laughs> look like pulled Play-Doh. Um, you know, I'm just always like, why not be, oh, why not? I tell people when I have my eyes done, I'm like, yeah, I have my eyes done. And, and then all of a sudden, people would call me. People would say, who did you go to? They wanted to know, so I don't mind being a resource for people. I will be Good. honest. And I think that's, I, again, I think I've run into the same thing. It's like, I think I think so many people our age really, and especially maybe women more than men, really struggle with this. Yes. But if you've ever noticed how much time straight men spend on their hair, much longer than I do. If they if they have it, they just, they just, they're in there for an hour. The best thing or the worst thing is the sexualization of men now. They, oh, yeah. I see straight men that, you know, they've got to do a lot of the same stuff now. I see They're them. doing the, I mean, I, well, it, this isn't for little ears, but I mean, and I'll talk around it, but I mean, and I only know this because I work with younger people, is men, manscape, I'll just put that term out there. I mean, if you would have said back in the day, that was would be considered really horrible but now straight men even more than i think gay men are trimming and fl flossing and covering up a little pimple with a little something something and i like that though it makes me happy for them it makes it me confused but it makes me happy well i'm glad to see it because it makes me feel like good they've got to suffer the way we did exactly fantastic they don't get the free roll anymore they have to do it the same way we had to do it if they want to get a partner in life or the the advancement you're gonna get a little botox when you're 40 <laughs> mister or else you're gonna look like an angry angry dad all right well thank you so much for doing this and um no and i hope i don't sound just completely like super effeminate because you know i'm gonna are you gonna lower us down now? That's that's the insulin. No, no, no. Yeah, I want to so keep. I want to keep it real because I mean, I'm you kidding. know, it's. it's I want to keep it real. <laughs> We've got to be real. I want to thank my friend Stuart for being my very first guest and for a very honest interview. I don't know if there is a way to grow old gracefully, but I do know this: there's a way to grow older with grace. And with a sense of humor and realizing that a lot of it just looks ridiculous sometimes and messy and wonderful. So please come back again. We're going to have this conversation with a lot more people. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Growing old disgracefully.